praise God. Amen. I walked into this church almost eight years ago. It's kind of like deja vu, Mary Wise, Miss Ona. It's kind of looking like it did eight years ago when I walked in here. It's kind of it's kind of hard to believe, you know. And but I just grasp that change comes, and sometimes you have to back up and punt and do things different. And sometimes you have to stop altogether and go another direction. Change comes. Anybody scared of change? A lot of people are. You know, if we're honest, change is something that. That is scary from time to time. And, and let's face it, we pray for success, but then we resist that change that comes with success. It's, it, any success you have to work for. Hear me tonight. Any success is not given to you. You have to work for it. But do we do that? Do we get scared? Let's face it, it's easier to settle for the status quo than it is to face the what is that accompany progressiveness by moving forward comes a lot of change but when you got God you can go anywhere and do anything when you got God and you ask God to help you grow some of us think that it's selfish and unspiritual to pray for ourselves but that's not true God wants us to pray and ask him for things, for the successes in our life, for him to grow us. I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, we wouldn't have got to finish these walls if it wasn't for God's help. When we got here, like I say, it, it was just like this. It was just bare walls, a roof, and a cover, and, and, and it was incomplete. And I, I, They had the barn wood on the back, but I thought, Lord, we got to get this thing looking better than it does now. And where am I going to get any more barn wood? I started praying, and I remember when I was at Johnson Roofing in Waco, Texas, there was a fence company there called ABC Fence in Robinson, Texas. And they would replace people's privacy fence, and they would save the old lumber. And it just dawned on me that's old lumber. That's not barn wood, that's just old privacy fence. Man, I got on the phone, and I prayed before I called. I said, you know what, brothers? I got a cowboy church up here, and it's got some of those treated plywood boards in it, those fence pickets, and they've been weathered, and I saw you had a big stack of them. What are you doing with those? He said, well, we sell them. But, man, we got so many, I'd give them to you if you'd come get them. So, man, I, I believe that when I go home, because we drove back and forth for six weeks, that, 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 that I would have enough resources to get back the next time, and we would just fill the truck up, and we'd just start nailing them to the walls. Had an old man in the church at that time, Mr. Ben, and he would help me. And it was just me and Ben in here nailing up these fence pickets. It's hard to believe now, eight years ago, that we just took them all out of here. But with change, with change and trusting God, and you've asked for success, and you've asked him to bless you and grow you. It gets a little scary at times. It gets a little, a little uh, 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 unsettling at times. And but God grants our request, Cowboy Church. God grants our request. First Corinthians. You got your Bible? I don't know where my Bible is. 
Oh, Lord, help me. First Corinthians. Thank you, Lord. First Corinthians 4. There was a man in the Bible, listen to me, that prayed a prayer. His name is Jabez. Anybody ever heard of him? Jabez is not found anywhere else in the Bible but right here. And I did a study years back on Jabez and preached a little series, I think, on Jabez. And the word Jabez means struggle. It means pain. When Jabez's mother was having him, she was in a lot of pain. It was a lot of struggle. So she named him Jabez. Change brings struggle. And sometimes it brings pain. But God blesses us through that change. Listen to what he said. Verse 9. There was a man named Jabez who was more distinguished than any of his brothers his mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the, he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and extend my land. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And this is the part I love. And God granted him his request. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be on me and that you would keep me from evil and it would not cause me pain. And God granted that request. How many are going through some changes in their life personally? We've talked about the church. Now personally we're going through some changes. Change, changes, leaving a job, starting a business, letting go of an unprofitable job. Learning to use the computer is a hard thing for some folks. Brother Joe, yeah, we shaved him. He looks 30 years younger. But I don't know if we could ever give him an iPhone and tell him to use it. He's got an old flip phone, and he's just as happy as could be with that. Huh? They don't flip? <laughs> flip was the next generation. <laughs> You know, and Brother Vic back there laughing. Don't laugh, Brother Vic. You know, it, I, I, I pick on him all the time. When y'all going to get a smartphone? He said, these are smart enough. <laughs> you know, learning the computer is scary to some people. Getting out of a toxic relationship is scary to some people. Letting go of a house you can't afford is scary to some people. Changing your lifestyle for the better is even scary for some people. All these changes are normal. They're part of everyday life. But panic sets in when we change, and it's unexpected. That's when we discover the difference between what we say and what we truly believe. You hear me tonight? That's when we discover, do we really want change? 
These beams were a struggle. The struggles that we've had in the band, do we really want this change? The struggles that we've had in some of the ministries in our church, do we really want these changes? That's when you discover, do you really want it bad enough? Uh, you know, it's the same thing with losing weight. To get the weight off, you got to get in the gym and you got to struggle and fight to get it off. There's no magic drinks. There's no magic pills. There's something out there called a workout program. And that, I see, my friend, is the only thing that can really get that weight off. Now, those other things are at help, but they include exercise. Well, raise all your hands who like to exercise. Not very many, not very many like to exercise. None of us do. Why? Because it causes sweat, sore muscles. It hurts. Justin Grimes, he's growing up. Macho, macho man. Got him a membership at Gold's Gym. I said, I can't wait to see you in one of those spaghetti string things walking around. He said, he said, you'll never see me in one of those things, Dad. Well, he was working his legs. He was working his legs. He was working his legs. Because I, I was kidding him. I was really kidding. He got some big old legs, but he had been pumping that iron, pumping that iron. And I was just joking with him. He come through the house in his boxer shorts. I said, boy, you're getting big, but your legs look small. <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of got, he, he said, I'm going to go work my legs. And he worked his legs, and he worked them and worked them and worked them. And the next day, I woke him up at 530 to go to work, and he said, I can't hardly move. <laughs> I said, get you some ibuprofen and keep going. We're very proud that he's exercising, trying to stay fit, doing the right thing. What we have to know tonight, like Jabez, when we pray, we need God's protection. God, go with me as I grow. God, go with me through this change. God, grow with me as I grow this church. God, go with me, and I include you in my life, God. What Jabez says, Lord, Increase my territory, but not without you. How many feel that way tonight, that they want the changes, they want what God has for them, but not without God? But a lot of people grow, and then they leave God out of things. A lot of people get these successful businesses, these great marriages, these families that they prayed so long for, and they forget the God who gave it to them. Jabez said, Lord, if you'll give me my territory, if you'll increase my territory and then protect me while I'm there. As we grow, we're going to need protection. God's protection. He's the only one that can protect us. As we give our heart away to a man or a woman, we're going to need God's protection. As we get up in age and, and, and we, we, we know that the grave is calling we're going to need God's protection. I was reading and studying on death. And I learned the other day as I was reading and studying on death that, that we have to be prepared for that right now. That we got to be prepared for that right now. We have to make peace with God right now and then be prepared for that. I'm prepared for God to take her home whenever he wants to but I don't want her to go nowhere. But I know there will be a glad reunion. She's prepared for God to take me home. She don't want that. 
But you have to prepare yourself and be mentally ready and trust God right now for whatever change comes your way. The Bible says that none of us are promised tomorrow. Or what's thinking about it. And the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. The key words in that scripture are all things good and purpose. Since you are in Christ, nothing can get to you without first coming through him. In all things, including the things you don't like. The things you don't like. I didn't like to be sprung with a with a, uh, a $2,000 more bill for these beams. But it didn't scare God at all. He already had it. He already took care of the cost. Have I told you all about that? That was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen in my life. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I called Rex on the phone. And he said, what's bothering your brother? I said, man, we got the, these beams I got to buy now. And it's $2,000 extra budget. I'm really trying to save all I can so I can get y'all new chairs to set in. That's what I want out of this deal. I don't know if it's what God wants, but I want new brown chairs or, or more blue chairs so I can fill this thing up. You know, it's one more seat. And we had the extra cost with the beams. You wouldn't think that these beams are, are uh, $685 a piece. Thank God we don't pay tax. But I was worrying. I was fretting over the cost. But God already had the cost. The change was here. We needed them in order to move any way forward. We needed, we needed the beams. And we talked, what, James, a couple of Wednesday nights. And y'all convinced me we got to do it, Brother Mark. And so... I gave Lita a check and told Lita to go purchase the beams of places over in Conroe. Would you run by there? She ran by and she paid for the beams and we had them on our way. That night I got a, a little message from our PayPal account. We have a PayPal account where people can give online from different parts of the country. Or maybe you give online. That's what you like to give. You can go through our PayPal account. Well, I don't know anything about PayPal, but every now and then it'll pop up in my email that you just got $50. I was, woo! <laughs> you just got $100. I go, woo! You just got 20 bucks. I go, woo! You know, I get excited about this little PayPal thing. So I don't know anything about PayPal. I think, Brother John, it goes into my bank. Well, and I'll tell Lita, hey, we got money in PayPal today. And she'll go, woo, and she'll go, great. Well, she didn't know much about it either. Well, it's not connected to my bank. It goes into a PayPal account. I did not know that. I said, let's go ahead with the beams. Let's take care of the beams. We got to have them. It's the changes are coming. There's no way around it. Uh, well, God will provide. I know that we're going to get those chairs too. But right now, we got to get the beams to keep moving forward. Next, that night, that night, I told Lita, hey, we got a, we got a, a notification from PayPal that I have to change my PIN number. She said, okay, I'll look at it in the morning. She came in the morning. She started researching it, and Mary called me on the phone. She said, you know what? I said, what? She said, we had $1,890-something in our PayPal account. <laughs> what she was saying to me in my ears is, God already had the savings account. 
set up for the beams. Because God is going with us. That was confirmation, my Jabez moment, that, that God was going with us. Because I have some people in my church right now, and I'm not knocking you, I'm not dogging you. It's okay, it's okay. We, all, we don't like to change. We don't want to give up our spot. We don't want, we don't want this. We don't, that's okay. But tonight, I want to teach you to embrace that change, but take God with you. Take God with you. A PayPal account is a, is a God savings account. Everybody ought to get one. <laughs> it was pretty incredible. I was ecstatic. I called everybody. Man, God took care of the cost on those beams. Now when I get a notification, I got to say, Lita, transfer some money. <laughs> but I didn't know. Who would have not have known that? Yeah, a lot of us wouldn't have known that. But God took care of the cost. God knew that. God knew that. And you're more than welcome to give to PayPal anytime you want to. <laughs> Find out the number and put it on the calendar. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and those that are called according to his purpose. If I wasn't called and you weren't called, you wouldn't be able to get to your purpose. God works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You look back and say, in all things, including things that you don't like, like I didn't like the beams, but God has a purpose, and he's working it out for your good. You'll look back on some of these changes that's happening in your life, and you'll say a year from now, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be experiencing the blessings of God I enjoy today. How many can look back over their life and say, you know what, if I wouldn't experience those things, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be where I am today. I think of a lady in our church that got out of a real bad abusive situation. She was scared to go. She was afraid. She didn't know what, what was going to happen. But finally, she just mustered up the courage and said, Brother Mark, I need help. We helped her get out of that bad, bad place. She's happier now than she's ever been. It was scary. It was a struggle. She was worried. She was fretting. But I can tell you this. She's looking back now and saying, so glad I'm not with that person anymore. Man, that's the way it goes sometimes. We get into toxic things. And, but she's stronger now. She knows what she wants more now. She has self-esteem now. She's got her head up high now. Go to the land that I will show you and give you, Genesis 12, 1 says, Go to the land. You'll look back and say, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be experiencing the blessings of God I enjoy today. How would you feel if God told you tonight to leave your job, sell your house, and go to a city you didn't know anything about? Would you have the faith to do that? Would you have the faith to do that? God's looking for people with faith like that tonight. God tells you, gives your car away. Would you trust him for another one coming? God, it's okay with $20. It's even okay with 100 or two. But what about that yellow motorcycle car? Would you have the faith to give it away if God said to give it away? 
that he would provide another one, that you'd be afoot for a little while, even though you wouldn't like it, but do you got that kind of faith? Do I got the kind of faith to hand my dually keys away and say, here, take this $30,000 truck, just want to bless you with it. There are people out there with that kind of faith. I want to have that kind of faith that's not scared to get on a plane and fly to Africa, get the shots and go over there and witness to people, to take a cruise with my family. I want to have that kind of faith that God is on the cruise with me. Like Jabez, he said, God, increase my territory, but I need you to go with me. The little girl that wound up leading her family to the Lord, which actually her dad led me to the Lord. Her name is Jordan, and that's where our Jordan River, or where we baptize, is named after her, and it's also named after the Jordan in the Bible. But Jordan and her brother Aaron, Jordan was 12 years old. Anybody got a 12-year-old in the house? 10-year-old, anybody got a 10-year-old? Her brother was 10 years old. 10 years old. Think about this, Miss Sarah Starr. She was 12 and her brother was 10. And the, the, the youth group was going to the Ukraine where a bottle of water will cost you $39, but a bottle of vodka will cost you 9 Water is almost extinct there, but everyone there is an alcoholic. So they decided as a church that they were going to go over there and witness to the alcoholic, stand in the street and preach. And Jordan said, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Her mom and dad said, okay, if you want to go, you can go. And then little brother, little 10-year-old brother said, I want to go too. Mom and dad said, okay, you can go too. Jordan and Aaron, 12 years old and 10 years old, went with Pastor Collier and Miss Collier and Brother Doug and AJ and their kids and got on a plane and flew over to the Ukraine and witnessed to alcoholics on the side of the road. I looked at Dennis and I looked at Angela and I said, are y'all crazy as a son of a gun? You going to let your kid get on a plane and go to the Ukraine and stand on the street 12 years old and 10. I almost called CPS on. I'm going to be totally honest with you last night. I'm telling you. I almost called CPS on. I was scared for them. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do that. But where Jordan was in her walk was way ahead of where I was in my walk. Where Aaron was in his walk was way ahead of where I was in my walk at 12 and 10 years old. I, I see it in my own lambs over there. They got more faith than adults. Not scared of nothing. Whatever God wants them to do, they do. Want that kind of faith. They got on an airplane. They flew over there to the Ukraine. I, I went and met with Dennis and Angela, and I was just shaking my head. Y'all, I would never, ever, ever let Justin and Dalton do that. That's the craziest thing. And he looked at me, and I was worried sick. And he had a peace which surpasses all understanding. He had a peace like I'd never seen before. He said to me, Brother Mark, don't you think God lives in the Ukraine too? Brother Mark, don't you think God's on that plane with them? Don't you think God has them? Well, I ask you tonight, do you think God has you? Well, let's ask him to increase our territories. Even if it's painful. Even if we don't understand it. 
And even like the last story I just told you is crazy to the normal world. About a year later, God told me to move my family here. Everybody said I was crazy. Even my boss said, you'll be back. God wants you to let him in in these changing areas in your life. Whether you're getting older, you're stepping out on faith. One thing I love about Miss Barbara and Larry, they're gone to Tennessee now. We blessed them gone. We prayed on them. We prayed on their, their home. They've arrived. But Miss Barbara, at 70 years old, stepped out on faith and opened up a jewelry business. She had that jewelry business open for four years and was successful in her jewelry business. I know 30-year-olds that are afraid to open up a business because they don't think God will supply. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord according to his riches and glory. I'm going to be done. Listen to me. Go to the land that I show you. How would you feel if God told you to leave your job, sell your house, go to a city you didn't know? That's what happened to 75-year-old Abraham and his 65-year-old wife, Sarah. Leave your native country and go to the land that I will show you. Why would God do that? Because he has a special destiny in mind for each of us. For each of us, God has a special destiny in mind. Who would like to arrive at that special place that God has for you? Well, it takes faith to get there. It takes stretching your faith to get there. He told Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and you will be a blessing to others. With no hint of resistance, I said, no hint of resistance, Abraham embraced the changes. He went home, and he told his wife, we got to move. That's trusting God. It's no wonder the Bible called him the father of faith. Abraham is called the father of faith. What do they say about you, Sam? Will they call you the man of faith? What about you, Dave or Amy? Will they call you the man of faith? Miss Mary Wise, will they call you the woman of faith? To walk with God and fulfill his will, you must have a mindset to adapt to change, sometimes costly and sometimes uncomfortable. But change you must adapt to. How do you do it? There's only one way, and I'm done. By faith. By faith. There's only one way to do it, by faith. Do you know that those who flow with change, instead of resist it, they're a lot less stressed. They're a lot more happy. And they're a lot more at peace. So we have to develop this mindset that we'll break out and change when God tells us to. How can we start, Brother Mark? The Bible says by casting everything on the Lord. And I mean your kids, your wife, your husband, your finances, your job, your salvation. 
Let me have two chairs. Somebody help me. Nolan, give me two chairs. That feels good. <laughs> Sitting in one chair without Mary in my home would devastate me. I love you to pieces. With an empty chair, it would just break me into a million pieces. But as long as I got God, I can make it through. Mary, you come change places with me. Setting in our home without me. How would that feel? But you could make it. Why could you make it? Because you have God. You know, you could. You can testify your whole life by faith, by having God, by having a relationship with God. God, give me many, many years with this beautiful lady. Give me many, many years with my boys. God, increase my territory with this church and give me many, many years with you. But not my will, but your will. Come on, somebody. Give God a praise. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your guidance. But we thank you tonight for the Holy Spirit. Lord, you're giving to us as a great comforter to be there at all times through all things. And I know right now there's some people going through some things. But Lord, we know that with you, it's going to work out. Because your word don't lie. The Bible is the true living word of God. And it don't lie. He says all things work to good of those who love the Lord and have a purpose. You know, Lord, I don't know what somebody's going through tonight. But I ask them to put their faith in you. Whatever it is, Lord, Ask that they put their faith in you and you alone. Man will let us down. Women will let us down. But God will never let us down. Money and possessions, they'll run out or they'll rust away. But God will never let us down. Put our faith in his hands tonight. Put our lives in 
his hands tonight, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. <laughs>